Well, hello everyone, and welcome to the season three finale of Knights of Evening Star. I'm your Dungeon Master, Mark Sherlock Humes. Welcome, friends. Uh, you may know me from various places across the internet, but more importantly, you're going to know these four amazing individuals from other places on the internet. I am joined by Nate Sharp, Mika Burton, Anna Prosser, and Jonathan Invino, aka Shady Penguin. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, my friends. How are you? I like when you say my name, Mark. My name uh, sounds better with a British accent because it, everything sounds better. It's British, British by accent. heritage, so it's supposed yeah. to be said that way. I always want to say Prosler. I don't know why, but I but it's Anna Prosser. It's it's. Mm -hmm. I can imagine it as like a, a lady of a manor house. Like, oh yes, Ooh. this is uh, Lady Prosser's property. Ooh. You know, very Downton Abbey. I kind Ooh. of get like a big vibe from. Um, cool. Yeah, probably that was what it was and then you'd have lord indovino the the spanish count <laughs> oh, who would come yes. over oh. and, and to be some sort of uh or italian count there we go thank you listen my indovino <laughs> means, means two things fortune teller which is amazing and in it means vine? in the vine yes yeah, uh, in so. the vine. <laughs> that's so how i it, would know they're one with large vineyard is apparently what they what i was originally told when i was born and i found out it's fortune teller which is honestly cooler even though i like wine a lot but yeah fortune tellers are dope both, both are pretty dope, yeah. And I can see it very, you know, account Indovino, account of the vine. Account mm. Indovino does sound very good. All right, go. I'm moving, guys. This was a good show. I'll see you guys. <laughs> Bye. If you, a, if you have a LARP, go for go for that kind of strong vibe or Ren Fair. Go for a, an Italian Renaissance count. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the, again, once again, Night's Evening starts off with a complete tangent of of ideas. That's what um, we do. Yeah. Everyone is well. Nate, Mika, all good. Excellent. Um, I'm also good, Mark. Thanks for asking. Well, you, we talked about the, the name thing. Us. That was what I counted on. Um, he yeah, asked I us. I know. Okay. I was just offering information. Well, well, well. DM asked. Well. Well. Anna's <laughs> taking a sip. As I mentioned, this is actually going to be the season three finale. It's a bit of a short season because Candlekeep is a bit of a shorter adventure and it's going to be a nice rounding off point um, for the season. Um, but Anna, do you want to tell folks uh, what that means? Yes, I would love to tell folks what that means. So that means we're going to be on a bit of an extended break because Mr. Nathan Sharp, a.k.a. Nate Wants to Battle at natewantstobattle.com slash tour <laughs> is going on a musical rock show tour of the country and it will be difficult for him to play from there. So we are going on a brief break, but because you guys keep tweeting at wizards and saying you love the show and you keep showing up and watching the show with your eyeballs or watching the VODs on YouTube, all of those things tell wizards that you like this show and they're like, wow, if they like it, we should continue to do it. So they've renewed us for season four, yay! So we will be back after tour. But it yes. will be a it will be kind of a long while, so which is going to be good because I feel like you know obviously season three we've played through my adventure in Candlekeep Mysteries, but that has been a step away from the kind of whole point of the campaign, which is to have more of this kind of like town management, lords and nobles, forging alliances, politics kind of thing. Going back into season four. We're going to be going back to Evening Star. We're going to be building on some of that stuff and maybe some of the stuff that happened in season one and, and some of season two is going to kind of come back in, I feel like. I think like it's, you know, taking it back to the roots of the campaign. Um, 
Yeah, we'll be Often really lonely, though, so be sure to keep us company online and talk to us about our characters. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Draw more awesome fan art as well. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Always, the fan art has been amazing. Super. You artists cool. are incredible. Uh, but, yeah, so season four coming soon after our little break while Nate goes on tour. Uh, but that means that today it's the last episode of season three, and boy, howdy, uh, what a situation, what a pickle we find ourselves in. Um, if you guys are ready to play some Dungeons and Dragons, I have a little recap and then we're going to jump straight back into it. So ready. Marvelous. Our heroes of Evening Star have found themselves in a struggle against the Fetid Gaze Coven, a trio of powerful hags who have taken over the Temple of the Restful Lily Spa in the guise of three elven sisters. After discovering their blade captain, Elissa, had gone to see the trio for one of their special rituals, the party's rescue attempt turned sour. With Clive being captured, Elissa placed under some terrible curse, and the rest of the party fleeing to the temple's bathhouse in the protection of the water spirit Sirena. However, with many of their minions destroyed and some clever deception and checks and manipulation from Tarkal and Azara, the hag's loyalties have fractured and uneasy alliances are being made between the party and at least some members of the coven. How much can they be trusted, however? Can the curse on Elissa and the other victims of the hags be lifted? Will the wonderful spa ever return to its peaceful nature? Uh, that is what we are going to find out uh, in today's episode. We, to kind of briefly describe where things stand at the moment, we are currently caught between the bathhouse, the temple itself, this beautiful white stone, luxurious resort building, uh, a small pathway, and the circular tower that the hags seem to use as their residence, where Clive was being held capture. Behind a section of trees, you can also see the ruined shrine of Sunni, where you had battled the Medusa uh, that resided beneath it as well. We currently have Clive surrounded at this point um, by a stone statue of an animated elf. One of the hags called Greenbones, Auntie Greenbones, a kind of uh, woody, dryad-like blinded hag, uh, as well as Vile Saza, who is this powerful, strong, muscular hag uh, who stands over them. Uh, whilst Tarkal, Azara, and Agnes uh, are all crowded around the window of the bathhouse, having broken it to escape. Um, and one of the hags, more, uh, Dread Morgan, previously known as Morgana, um, has engaged them in some light conversation, perhaps to forge something of an alliance, as well as a hellhound uh, that has bounded up to engage in a battle with them. Um, previously, I was running three separate combats, we're going to kind of reset things a bit and we are going to re-roll initiatives um, to get everybody on the same sort of page, uh, which, you know, does break things a little bit because there was a set order of things and stuff like that. But we're going to re-roll these initiatives um, and we're going to basically take things from there. Uh, that doesn't mean to say that the fighting is going to immediately start, but it's just good to get everybody to roll initiatives so we know an order that is there. Um, but right now, so far, 
Uh, Vile Sazza, the large hag, is blinded, at least for the next sort of few seconds. Um, the Greenbones seems to be enraged uh, that her hound has been attacked um, and is being attacked by the party. Uh, specifically, Agnes used her, her new elven bow uh, to conjure a kind of magical strike against her. Um, and Morgana is kind of playing this, this manipulation game. So uh, we've kind of got this interesting scenario going on. Um, so let's get these initiatives down. Uh, so. And if I remember correctly, we struck a deal with Morgana to kill Greensong. Well, I mean, yeah, you deal. certainly, you ha yeah, straight, struck a deal Str with a deal. quotation marks. Um, yes. You don't know how much you can trust her. You don't know if she even trusts you. But certainly there was a uh, an offer made that if you kill Greensong, um, that that Morgana will restore. She, I think she said something like, "I'll restore your little friend and let you go." Was yeah. the was the kind of phrasing of what she said. Uh, so, Clive, uh, what was that you got on your initiative? Is that with advantage you get the twenty-one? Yeah, my it, it, that was weird. My advantage roll for initiative was twenty and one, so twenty-one. Oh, oh well, there we go. Uh, well, twenty-one for Clive. Agnes, five, five. Tarkle. 16. Tackle. Uh, Zara. Also 16. Also 16. Perfect. I like to imagine that the reason for my low initiative is that I finally catch sight of Alyssa and mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I grab Zara's arm and I'm like, is that is that Alyssa? Because it doesn't look like her at all anymore. Yeah. So I was going to So uh, I thought that was sorted. So yeah, standing in the doorway of the tower, maybe sort of... Um, so I think about like 70, 80 feet from the window, uh, you do see a kind of hunched, stocky shape. Uh, it doesn't really, at glance, you wouldn't think of it as Blade Captain Alyssa. The only thing that really makes you realize who it is is the the Evening Star, the Cormier tabard that she's wearing, that the, the, the Dragon Knights wear. Um, she has pulled up like a, a flea-bitten... Uh, moth-eaten sorry dirty looking blanket and she's wrapped it like around her face uh very uh quasimodo from uh the notre dame like where he's got like the cape wrapped around him um like to hide her features and you can't really see her face or anything like that but she definitely uh does not seem to be the same something's happened some sort of transformation has taken place for sure and so yeah agnes you look over and just there's this stunned moment where you're completely distracted by what's going on as, as you look over um but we're going to kick things off i mean again uh, i feel that we will kind of go through an initiative combat just because there's a bunch of stuff happening but clive uh it's your turn uh the the large hag who has been kind of pummeling you with this two-handed hammer and has really been delighting in causing physical pain she's like clutching her eyes and stumbling around completely blinded by this bright light that you you conjured through your wild uh wild rage mm -hmm. um you still have one of these stone statues behind you um the other hag seems to be completely distracted from you, though. She is looking towards the bathhouse where you can see some of the, the your companions. You can see the hellhound and this other hag, but she is not paying any attention to you. This blinded uh, or seemingly blinded hag does not care. Um, the only real threat at the moment is this statue behind you. Uh, what would you like to do? Is the blinded hag the one that has my sword as well? Yes. So it is currently, um, she's got her your sword in one hand and then this big two-handed maul in the other hand, like wielding it as if it was a one-handed weapon. Um, you've claimed your Morning Star offer, but she still has uh, Ebon Scorn in her hand. I want to try and get back Ebon Scorn at that point. Uh, okay. So what, you're just going to literally grab it and try and rip it out of her hands? Yeah. 
Sure, go for it. I think that, yeah, with this, because she's blinded, um, just do a strength chest. You'll have advantage because you're raging, and I'll give her okay. disadvantage because she's blinded. Because she, cool. she, you know, she doesn't know where you're going to kind of strike from. So uh, that's very good. Uh, my first roll was a two. Um, so <laughs> let's see. First roll was uh, uh, so, uh, 11. Okay. Second is uh, 22. Okay, easily enough. Yeah, your big paws reach out. You grab Emma's gun, and she just doesn't know where you're striking from. So before she can tighten her grip, and you can see that this hag is physically powerful. I mean, you felt these blows; like there is immense strength there. But you mm -hmm. snatch the blade away, and it returns to your hand. You feel its kind of magical energy, um, yeah, surging through. And uh, would that be my my action for the turn, or? I would say, yeah, I think that grabbing an item would count as a full action for the turn because okay. you're also slowed, if I remember as well. So, yes. Um, yeah. So you kind of like, even in slow motion, you manage to kind of wrench this blade free. Um, but yeah, you you grab the blade back. Uh, I think that would be your, your action this turn. Okay. Uh, then for, let's see, bonus action, uh, knocked unconscious, turn ends, have an attack. Oh, wait. Your rage ends early if you are knocked out or if. Uh, haven't attacked a hostile creature since your last turn. So my rage. I would say end. that grabbing a weapon would still count. It's still an aggressive action. It, it's not dealing damage, but you're still in a battle. Like you're still fighting. It's just you didn't do any points of damage. So okay. I, I'd say that that still counts. Then I would. Uh, I would actually bonus action to end my rage. Okay. Sure. Okay. So the rage kind of fades, and then do you want to make a wisdom saving throw against the slow as well? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, 17. 17 is enough, actually. Yes. Just barely. Um, whatever spell this blinded hag cast on you, having said, you can feel that as she's distracted, the magic is weakening, and you use this moment to kind of stretch out your kind of uh, senses and emotions, and you feel the spell break, and your body almost seems to leap back uh, in uh, uh, speed uh, as it does so. Break the spell and have Evan score now, even though I'm at very low health. <laughs> but still this just... is it. He's alive oh. again. Nah, you fucked up, loss. Uh, yeah, and you you kind of turn around and you can see that these enemies, uh, two of which seem very distracted, uh, and the other one um, is this statue that's been kind of dogging your dogging your heels the whole time. Meanwhile, over towards the bathhouse, uh, Dread Morgan, previously known as Morgana, uh, will look over. Um, and she sees that Agnes has like fired the bow and Tarkle's been throwing like knives and things like that. And she is going to, she is going to kind of slip back through these woods. Um, and she's going to attempt to just kind of disappear from sight for a brief moment. Um, uh, however, Tarkle. <laughs> She's not hiding particularly well. Um, she's trying to be stealthy and she's trying to kind of pull herself away from the battle, um, but you don't have any problem in keeping track of her. As she just begins making her way back towards the tower, um, you can see her kind of drifting in that direction. Do the rest of us see her or only Tarkle? Um, I would say that you and Agnes, you see her go behind the trees and mm -hmm. then you don't see her again. Okay. Um, actually, no, Agnes, your passive perception is like a mega fucking high, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, Agnes still it's like sees a million. her. You can see through the trees this kind of tall, slender shape 
moving through you can still track her but uh, zara like as far as you're concerned she's vanished she's like turned okay. invisible and that um, and is she's... that the one that i had already hit with the arrow no this is the okay. uh long dark head one who made the deal to azara this is the one who said if you gotcha. kill her I'll, okay, okay. I'll let you go um and she's actually going to cast a spell on herself um you can see this kind of shimmering field of magical armor kind of begins to emerge around her she's going to take the time to cast mage armor on herself cool. uh azara yeah um oh agnes cast that uh magic absorb mm-hmm so she gets disadvantage against magic attacks, I think, uh, and so also it's uh, advantage on any ranged spell attacks against mm -hmm. uh, green bones. This is this is the green barky blinded hag. That um, advantage... says any spell attacks. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I guess melee or ranged. I just always yeah. assume as a thing. So spell attacks, and she mm -hmm. has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws against uh, against magic. Wonderful. Um, I'm going to catch cast witch bolt at the fifth level on her nice mm. Mm. Um, this will be strong yeah i'm gonna <laughs> cast witch bolt at the, at the at the fifth level uh okay. and i get advantage <laughs> 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 to hit 21 against green bones will hit you can see that she's only really got this bark like skin as her defense mm -hmm. no armor no magical spells the the bolt this kind of crackling arc of blue white connected from you to her <laughs> launches through the air and yeah i'm also gonna go ahead and uh i'm a i'm a i'm a channel my divinity mm -hmm. i'm, I'm mm -hmm. gonna channel mm -hmm. that destructive wrath how many so, d12s is that uh, uh so that's that is <laughs> 60 in total yeah. uh uh, 5d12 maximized yep, yep. Uh, but plus three lightning damage so that that, that is 63 points of of lightning damage Jeez, that's a lot of damage i mean it's okay that's insane <laughs> you watch you hear uh it's almost like the storm the clouds above seem to swirl and turn gray azara kind of leaning out of this window you just point a finger or the staff or whatever it is towards her and the rest of you just hear this crack of lightning this and this spark is now and it, it remains in effect like this line is joining azara and this this hag together unfortunately it doesn't do as much damage on subsequent turns but it's still like connecting the two of them and you can see this power surging down she this hag screams it is like a maddening uh, scream of agony and you can see that like a tree being struck by lightning there's like a heat glowing in her chest that's beginning to to kind of spread outwards and she's just like traitors betray us fools i'll kill you i'll kill you it's just spitting hate uh in all of your direction i'll take the secret of the paintings to my grave to spite you um well, to add insult to injury, I'm going to move my fan over to her and yeah. uh, and uh, hit her. How far can the fan move? The fan can move. Hold on. Where is the second level spell, right? Yes, I believe yes. so. Spiritual weapon. Um, well, 60 feet. 60 feet. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I can move it 20 feet. Okay, you can move it 25. So 5, 10, 15, 20 will get to you to about here. Ah, so it won't quite reach? Yeah, it's it's about halfway okay. or not okay. quite. Uh, it's a little bit further than halfway. Then I'm just going to... the fan yeah. begins flying through the air. Towards it's, on, it. it's on its way. And then I'm going to use my movement 
to kind of duck no. behind. Yeah. Okay, go on. What, what were you going to say? No, no, no. Please continue. Is the hellhound going to get an attack of opportunity on me? Well, it depends. Depends on where you're going to move. I was just going to move uh, like here behind this pillar of... It will get an attack of opportunity against you. Uh -huh. However, you have uh -huh. significant cover. So I'm going to give okay. you three quarters cover against the attack because okay. you're kind of up high. You're about right. sort of like five, six feet off the ground. But this is, you know, a large creature and it can clearly jump up and make the bite. Right. I'm going to give you significant cover against the attack. Okay. Um, but also keep in mind, you probably want to, I would say maybe move to about here because you need to keep Green Song in range if you want right. to keep the Witch yes, Bolt yes. connected. I just want to kind so. of like be behind that unbroken pillar of the window just so I have slight cover yeah. and I'm out yeah. of like the open window. That's exactly it, yeah. You're, yeah. you're not going to be fully out of cover, but right. just because you want to maintain the Witch Bolt, but yeah. this this arc of lightning, um, but the, the Hellhound is going to try and make a, uh, a quick bite towards you. Go for it, it doggo. So. Uh, so this would normally be a 12 to hit, but your AC is five points higher because of the three quarters cover. Ah, well, my AC is 14 anyway, so either oh, way it doesn't so hit. Either way it doesn't miss. So the, the Hellhound like bites up at the broken glass, um, but you are already pulling, kind of pulling away. And I think that normally you guys would be standing like waist deep in water, but the water spirit is actually kind of moving the water so that you and Agnes can move much more easily in it. You know, it's kind of just mm. at like ankle level, so you can easily move around and she's kind of holding the water back basically. Um, nice. to help you maneuver around uh anything else after an excellent turn azara um i think that's it that's okay. all i can do i also oh. want to point out oh. that they were standing right next to each other at the window so when this like crack of lightning <laughs> yeah. and this bolt connected them and then she walked back agnes is kind of like i don't, don't want to get in the middle <laughs> of that like right here by agnes's face she's kind yeah. of just like and it's kind okay. of like Palpatine, right? So like Azara's still got her hands and like the lightning's still sparking out of them. So it's even more reason Agnes is like, ooh. It's Agnes just like was a blue like, glow on Agnes's face. And she's like... Agnes was all feeling badass with the bow and she's all like, yeah. And then this like giant lightning is by well, her face and she's like... It, it's important to note that at that as well, like as that lightning bolt shot out of Azara's hands, this silvery glow that's kind of attached itself to the hag from your bow almost like reaches out and grabs the lightning and pulls it into the hag as well. Like the, the effect of it. Okay, then combos. it's less of a chagrin and more of a like, hell yeah, teamwork. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, because like, let's not forget that it's because of that effect that, yeah. you know, Azara definitely yeah. landed that spell. I give her uh, cool. an air five. Oh, but not touching the lightning. Azara kind of like nods since she's like concentrating on the lightning. Yeah. Alpatine's <laughs> like, yeah, 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 teamwork. <laughs> uh, Tarkle. Let's go with Tarkle. Um, I don't like that blue baby girl is sneaking off at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, just from Tarkle's point perspective as well, um, you can see that the large hag next to Clive, the one with the big hammer, her she's almost like beginning to blink, and you can see her visions coming back. You can also see this statue is like rearing up to strike Clive. Um, the uh, the blinded hag uh, uh, Greenbones is looking towards the window where your sister and Azara are. However, okay. Does, is she a... is she looking bloody? Is she looking crispy? I mean that that lightning blast from Azara has caused some terrible Serious damage. damage. To her. Okay. However, right. you've seen that similar lightning blast tear chunks off of a shadow dragon. You've seen it devastate enemies. This hag still looks like she has some fight left in her. Like that that she is she is not bloodied uh, at this point. 
Okay. Uh, I think then what I'm going to do is I'm going to move five feet here, and I'm going to actually hit the big one with my Kiss of Silver. Okay. Or attempt, attempt two. Yeah. So uh, advantage the on the attack roll because she's blinded. Um, Sweet. That's a crit! I don't need it! Taking a picture. I always, feel so, <laughs> I always feel like I have to take pictures of my dice when I get a crit. Shady. That's I, very I know, sweet, but I. But that's just how I feel. Yeah, but you should take pictures to celebrate them. But not that, oh yeah, that's that that's true. Them. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna roll again. Well, uh, that's a crit. Yeah, yes. my crit rules are a little different to the PHBs. All of those dice that you get to roll, please maximize them and then roll them again. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to roll it on D and D Beyond. Uh, so that's, that's fine. Gonna... Yeah, because you can roll in D and D Beyond. And then what's your sneak attack? Um, how it's many dice? Five D six. So that would be uh, 30. 30 points of damage. Yeah, so you can just add 30 points of damage to it. But do um, I also get the regular D4 max as well? Okay. So 5D6 is 30. So 34 base with the crit and then plus another 25 total. So 61. Nope. My brain. Uh, 25 plus 36. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 61. 61. 61 points Does of the damage. poison also get maxed? Does the poison do anything? So the poison against Valsaza will do something. Uh, there is no dice to maximize, so it just right. does the normal damage. Um, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it definitely does. Do I get two of those uh, four damage since it's a crit? No. Okay. Oh. I have to try. <laughs> Good try. Thank you, guys. I really tried. Um, um, but yeah, so four extra points of lightning damage to that, uh, poison damage to that as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Clive, like you get the weapon back in your hand, you've wrested it free, uh, you kind of step back, you say, oh, you're all fuck me. Uh, and then as you look up, you can see Saza like blinks a couple of times and she's like looking in your direction, just grinning and she's bringing up this hammer in a two-handed strike. And then you just see this flash of silver kind of just cut through her neck. You see blood begins to spill down. She's like, ah, screaming in pain and then just this green mist kind of coalesces and then the silver snaps back and you see Tarkle in the distance just like catch the knife Everyone's and then, looking so cool today right yeah. it was so cool what a finale um and then i i am going to actually well, that's, that was yeah you've moved at five feet you've made yeah. an attack roll and then i'm gonna <laughs> just move five ten fifteen twenty at Yes, I'll move here, and then I'm going to use my bonus action to attempt to hide. Sure. So dive into the bush? Yeah, just dive. Because <laughs> I want to keep an eye on this blue baby girl without causing you a ruckus. You keep calling her blue baby girl. Yeah. I don't know. I rolled a 2 plus 12, it's too so affectionate. it's 14. 14? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And uh, that's my attempt to hide. And I am my turn. I also assume the blood like spilling out just all lands on Clive's face as he's like if laughing he maniacally. <laughs> yeah, if you wanted to, you just get sprayed with this arterial blood as Tarkle's knife like cuts an artery in her neck. Tarkle! Um, she, she wheels on Clive. Like looking around for where this attack has come, she does not see Tarkle uh, and just turns on the one thing that this hag can oh, no. take her vengeance out on. Uh, and she is going to. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, first oh. things first. No. Um, no. She's going to use a bonus action to cast Branding Smite. So her hammer begins to glow with the fury of the sun. Um, and then she's going to bring her hammer down on poor Clive. Uh, that is an 18 to hit you, Clive. That's a hit. 
This is uh, 2d12 plus Uh-oh. 5 damage, and then the branding smite on top. Uh-oh. That's going to be Uh-oh. 11. 16 bludgeoning damage, so half that to 8, because you're raging. Are you still up? Um. Oh, I ended my rage. Oh, you ended your rage. So yep. 18 bludgeoning damage. Uh, I am and then- down. Okay, and then you would have taken another nine radiant damage as this hammer like basically burns like a brand. You can see this kind of almost um, on the the end of that the mall there is like this wicked symbol of a uh, probably like a pair of uh, sickles like crossed dripping with like ooze and it kind of like spurns onto the thing and this kind of searing light spreads over you. Um, when she sees Clive drop, like you see, she sees like Clive kind of wheel down to the ground i'm trying to think what she would do here because looking around she can't see tackle the other two are up in the building as the hammer was coming down he would have looked at it and just been like it's a glorious day to die again (laughs) this time man Um, wait i maybe this is too late to retcon but i'm looking at the map has candor been over Clive this whole time? Mm-hmm. He was, but unfortunately, Agnes had to use a bonus action on her turn, so couldn't teleport him away. We oh, went gotcha. through this in the last session, but yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, it like, was, it was, it, the, the timing was, was just turn. like, yeah, that, that's it. the thing. And Can it still you teleport a dead body? <laughs> I mean, we'll find out. <laughs> um, I'm not unwilling. <laughs> well, here's the thing, and this is where... Uh, I'm trying to play the bad guys, um, but also I appreciate that this is a very dirty thing for a DM to do because she is enraged, right? The the uh, the spark of her ire is not nearby. The other enemies she can't get to to fight. Clive's body's there and she is mad. No! Um, well, this is the thing is I think that she would at least what make one whack um to because she's this is like a big enemy right this is a season finale and i think that she slams the hammer down on clive's body one more time in just an absolute rage which is unfortunately going to cause two failed death saves clive um ooh. Yeah, because so it counts as a critical. Save. You get yeah, because it's basically if it's a melee attack within five feet against an incapacitated enemy, it counts as a crit. And if you get hit by a crit when you're on zero hit points, it's two death saving throws failed. Um, but then she thinks like she thinks that finishes Clive off. She slams the hammer down, like ah, ah, enough of these things. Just, just stop your bickering, kill them. And she slams the thing down, like I've dealt with one. Finish the others. And then she is going to storm off towards uh, the tower where she can see Elissa's form in the doorway. And I think that she's going to stomp off that way. Five, ten. She's going to get to about here. She gets about halfway to the tower, having you know, basically slammed uh, Clive's body. And we see like blood kind of kind of cough out of uh, his lion mouth and like his, you hear like broken bones um, as she begins to storm away. Uh the green bones the blinded hag is going to uh look around <sighs> saza where are you going where is where is morgan that traitor i'm not telling you my secrets you think that i'm making deals with them look at you you manipulative bitch and she's like kind of like snarling and hissing around um she is going to look in Azara's direction, seeing this line of lightning connecting the two. 
I'm partially covered. You are partially covered. And she's going to look and just say like, do not think you can hide from me, little wizard. And this black tendrils, almost like black lightning springs from her hands. She's going to cast, she's casting a spell. I don't know if anybody has counter spell. Uh, I don't. Okay. Nope. In that case, this is a constitution saving throw. Uh, unfortunately, as she's casting blight on you. That's actually uh, not Zara. unfortunately, because I'm a dragon. Ha <laughs> ha! That is 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. Okay, 24. You can take half damage. Uh, Thank you, dragon blood. Do I have a quick way of rolling this? I do not. Uh, oh, yes, I do. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think it's 8d8 for blight. Yeah. Oh! Oh yeah. Jesus. Uh, but you're gonna half it because you succeeded on the saving throw. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a good thing. So it was 53 points of necrotic damage, halved to 26. Um, but this black lightning like strikes you, Azara. Uh, I need you to make a concentration check for spiritual weapon. Okay. Which is this DC for this would be 26 halved. Is and what am uh, I rolling? 13. Constitu- constitution saving throw. Oh, another one. Okay. This is to see if you maintain concentration on spiritual weapon. What's the DC? I got 17. That you passed. It was 13. Okay. Uh, so even being struck by this powerful blow of black lightning, your draconic resist- your draconic bloodline helps you resist the necrotic energy trying to suck the life out of you. You manage to maintain concentration on the spiritual thing. But you can see she's like <sighs> like looking. She is furious. Like doesn't know who to trust, but is just targeting this rage back at Zara. Uh, the hellhound is going to attempt to uh, see if it recharges its flame breath. Um, Agnes, mm-hmm. please roll a d6 for me. Let's see. I'll have you roll for its rechargeability. Six. Six. It does recharge. So it breathes what? fire. That should have been like, good o- for me. No, I'm, it's recharge five, six. Uh, I need you and... Uh, in fact, it won't hit Azara because Azara moved back into cover. So just Agnes, this is a dexterity saving throw as this thing tries to spout a gout of flame, a breathe, a, a cone of flame. 16. 16, you pass. Oh, and pass. also I have cover, remember? I have like half cover. You would have had advantage on that. But I made it anyway, right? Yeah, you made it anyway. Okay. Uh, so half damage. Um, so nine points of fire damage. Um, Owie. You know, the parts of like the, uh, you know, the the flames on your own outfit now kind of smoldering and, and singed, uh, but kind of creating this cool kind of smoky effect around you. Girl on fire. Mm. And it is in fact yeah, your turn at next, Agnes. I mean, you can see that, yeah, this terrible blow to Clive. I'm not even sure if Clive's still alive. You think you can see him breathing, but it looks bad. Um, yeah when she when she sees him get struck she she cries out no and she drops the bow and she casts uh cure wounds at the fourth level using candor because i was gonna say because it's normally yeah. a touch spell but you can use candor right so yeah does, is this like candor landing on his chest yeah or is so this candor like, a... like flies down and and lands and like raises his wings and gathers oh, this oh. energy and like puts it into his chest mm-hmm so, so that's, that's going to be column of fire, kind of healing flames. Yeah, and that's going to be twenty-two plus a D eight. Love it. Which is an extra seven, so twenty-nine. Twenty-nine points of health back to Clive. So death saving throws go away, um, and you get to twenty-seven health. 
and I then also this, this fire thing blood. on my chest and, and then Kander's gonna oh. stare in his face and go and then fiery <laughs> teleport him into the bush where um where Tarkal is so just like okay. whoop, poof, drop him in the bush and then that also should do damage to the two enemies that were right next uh, to him yeah tell me what i need to do is this a saving throw is this what, what am i doing i think it's dex let me double check it sure, is sure, sure, sure. yeah the statue dex, fails dex saving throw of 16 so does the hank they both fail so they take 1d6 plus 4 just a little fire damage well, uh, well, well, well just six Six, six little points. fire damage hey fire damage so as the flames uh the statue doesn't seem to be i mean the statue's taken like a pretty big beating from clive's frying pan and being thrown out of a window um uh and the fire again sort of like scorches it all over that's gonna be Let's do that. um the however it's the the hag uh this bark skinned hag as soon as she becomes on fire on fire uh she just begins shrieking but you see the big one the one that's like making its way to the tower the one that had hit clive turns and now that this other hag is on fire having being set alight you see fear in this big hag's eyes like she is terrified of fire and you can see she kind of almost recoils from the flames of this um of the other one and and the flames of candle uh, and you see her just like beginning to like look towards the tower as if she's going to run that direction um anything else agnes um i think that's all that's i can do action bonus action do you want to move anywhere you do have this oh. uh, broken window and hellhound in front of you but am i technically in melee with the hellhound you are technically yes but it has taken a um uh oh no it's had its turn so it does have a reaction left to does my cover have anything like does it protect me it from boosts the your ac yeah it gives you like a it'll give you a plus five to your ac against attacks uh um ba -ba 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 -ba. just keep in mind that if you want to have line of sight to the battle you're probably going to have to stay pretty close to the window i think like this is not min-maxing at all, but I think Agnes is so absorbed in the battle outside that she's not even, like, present. Like, because when she works through Kander, I imagine that there's kind of, like, she almost is there with Kander. So I think she yeah. her mind is out on the battlefield and she doesn't move at all. Okay. Yeah. She's no, just kind it. of, like, it's I perfect. think she's standing there at the window with her hand outstretched, like, ah! Sure. Uh, yeah, so we see that the 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 elven statue, the one that had been a sound, uh, assaulting Clive, um, is just going to basically run into the area that it's you know Clive. It saw like some flames. It's going to run towards the bushes to try and locate um, Clive. Uh, so it's going to go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, uh, 30. Uh, let's see if it can detect Tarkle or Clive. Uh, it does not detect Clive. And it does not detect Tarkle. So you see Tarkle and Clive, uh, Clive kind of like within a bush. Um, this thing, run, this like statue, like runs near to the shrine and is looking around and it's trying to find you. Um, and it just, yeah, spends its turn kind of looking around as best as it can. Clive of the Wildbane. Uh, let's see here. So I'm in this bush. There's that guy. I'm going to, mm, 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 mm. okay, so we have established that self-inflicted damage can trigger my barbarian wild magic. Yes. Could I Aaron Jaeger it up and bite myself? <laughs> yes. Cool. 
Are you, much, I mean, I do, you just, do, you, do you just want to activate your rage? Because <laughs> that would trigger it as well, right? Oh, I forgot I'm not raging. I'm gonna You're not that. raging. That's what, yeah. So but I want to remind so you. so much cooler. I mean, <laughs> you can still have pocket. that. You can still have that as that's how you start raging, right? Like, and then the multicolored light Sick. springs to life and you set yourself into a rage. We just won't have it do damage to you. We'll just have it activate Even your rage. better. Uh, so let's see. Uh an intangible spirit, Flumph or Pixie, oh, yes. appears five feet uh, within five feet of a creature. I'm going to have it appear next to a big hag. Can I, okay. see, can I see her? Yeah, you can see her from like, you can kind of stick your head out, um, poking, like looking through this thorn bush. What is it, a Flumph or a Pixie? Uh, Flumph was a little less traumatizing, so we're going to go okay. with Flumph. Uh, the oh, flump no. that appears um, is uh, a kind of light cyan color. Uh, it appears to be wearing a tiny golden crown. Um, oh, no. And when it appears, it is singing. Um, and it, it just appears in a sort of like, Oh, what a lovely day to be alive. What a <laughs> lovely day to be alive. Um, and that's what it's doing. I'm so sorry, Flump. Uh, let's see here. And then... Oh, so that was my bonus. Uh, and then I'm going to attack the statue. Sure. Sorry, I'm drawing a flump. Oh, there he is. Uh, yeah. yeah, so you can just burst out of these bushes with weapon in hand, mm -hmm. uh, one of which is a magical weapon now, which you know will strike this statue, cleave it in twain, yep. um, and yeah, make your attacks. All right, so... Reckless uh, or not? Yes, yes, please. Advantage. Okay, so the first one is a uh, twenty something, but let me see the advantage. Uh, okay, so no crit. But okay, Hits. it's a uh, yeah, twenty four to hit. Oh yeah. Let's see. That's gonna be uh seven plus the three, so, so 10. ten not resisted this time as it's from a magical weapon so the, the the stone the ebon scorn cuts through the stone like flesh leaving this deep gouging mark oh wait and it says you have a plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls so if it's on dnd beyond that should be factored in already so it should be added i didn't i didn't roll the damage on dnd beyond there we go so i'll add the extra one so it could have been easier it could have been easier and i'll i'll attack again sure uh-oh, that's a one. Well, you have advantage. You're reckless. Oh, right. That's a two. <laughs> well, you never know. Okay, then. What's wow. the total? Uh, oh, the total is 11. I mean, it doesn't hit, but it might have. You never know. Mm -hmm. uh, those other those other creatures had an AC of nine, so we you, you, you never know. Um, but no, this time, it, unfortunately, sensing you coming, it raises its hand, it blocks the blade, it kind of knocks the blade to the side before it can uh, fully get a, a full cut. Um, but yeah, uh, the first attack strikes true, second attack is bounced away, uh, Flump has been summoned, you are raging, mm -hmm. anything else, Clive? Uh, no, now it's time for that Flump to explode. <laughs> right, Flump explodes. Uh, so, dexterity saving throw... Dexterity saving throw on Saza is not very good, I don't think. That is going to be a 15 total. Uh, I always forget what the DC is. Uh... Ah. 
An effect requires a saving throw. DC equals 16. 16, so it fails. <laughs> All right, so explosion is going to be 1d6 force damage. Big money. Uh, it's a three. Three points of damage. Uh, in the middle of a kind of long crescendo note, what a lovely day! It just kind of uh, explodes and erupts. Three points of force damage. They're fine. Uh, it does explode into a kind of confetti glitter uh, oh, when, it, when it goes. Okay. Uh, the they're just going back party, to the Feywild. Party buzzer yeah. noises. We certainly hope they can. It was a lovely day. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my god. Uh, okay, if that's you done, Clive. Uh -huh. <laughs> you all seem to have this well in hand now. Um, I have a question. Yes, please. Does the dryad go and can she heal us with her water? <laughs> she cannot heal you. Um, oh. She would have an initiative, but there's nothing she can do while there are no enemies in the pool, basically. She, um, she can't make the magic water make me feel better? No. Oh, no. I thought no I'd feeling. ask. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question to ask, but Thank no, she is, she's, all she can really do is, is kind of make this water so it's not hindering you and Agnes at this stage. Ah. Um, unless there is an enemy in this chamber, there's really not that much she can do. Thought I'd ask. Unfortunately so. Uh, I also need to, I keep forgetting that I don't have um, Elissa and the Kobold on this uh, initiative, but I will try and remember them. Uh, to, to make sense that they're not really, not they're not able to do much. They're they not at their best weapons. right now. Yeah, they're not at their best. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, you guys have got this in hand. Uh, Dread Morgan is going to slip around the corner where you can't see her anymore uh, because she is sort of out of line of sight. <clears throat> and she's going to... Oh, yeah, that looks good. Can... Let's see. Clive, Tarkle, and Agnes make perception checks, please. I love a perception check for me. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. I only rolled a seven, but that still gives me a fifteen. Oh, okay. nice. Uh, Clive. Nineteen. Okay. Surprisingly, it's Clive. Um, ah. You see, uh, you see this this dark haired hag go around the corner of the shrine, and then you see the kind of residue of some sort of spell being cast. And then you see a tiny bat flying to the top of the tower. And it kind of mm. flies up to the top of the tower and it seems to find some sort of hole or window and goes in. Okay. I will, I will uh, yell at her as she's <laughs> going in. Just, where do you think you're going? Yeah, it's not over. Like <laughs> and she um, made and it inside Clive the tower. You see Clive yelling at this bat. You see Clive yeah. yelling at some bat that flies into the tower. Okay. I, if your characters think that you, you guys can basically be like, okay, I, we've kind of got an idea of what that is. <laughs> um, Azara. Clive's pretty loud. I think yeah. we heard it. Yeah, absolutely. You guys would hear Clive, yeah. Azara. Um, I'm going to first hasten my spell. Sweet. Quicken spell. I'm going to hasten that, and I'm going to hasten a cure wounds on myself at the fourth level. Sweet baby Jesus. Um, yep. and that is how many d8? 4 d8. Let me plus do that real quick. Plus five. one, three, four. That is 
8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 point, 22 points. 22 uh, points. Lovely. I'm going Bonus to... action, cure wounds on yourself. Yes. And now that I'm not coughing up fucking blood, I'm going to... Uh, I saw that that witch not like fire, right? Uh, so the one that you've struck with the lightning, yeah. she doesn't seem to be phased by the fire. Like she's on fire. Right. She doesn't seem to care about it. It's the, the other big one. one. The yeah. big one is like, like shying away from it as if afraid. Gotcha. Um, although since as my bonus action, oh no, it had to be an action, huh? No, no, I can't. I can do that. Right? What no, would you I like can't. to do? I, can I still uh, Witch Bolt? So, yeah, this is the... So, well, Witch Bolt, I believe you can because it's just an action. You've cast the spell. Right. But is it a bonus action or an action to do the Witch it Bolt? It says uh, you can use your action to deal the 1d12 lightning damage. Then you absolutely can. You can quicken a spell and then you can use your action to do the 1d12 de- lightning damage to the target right. automatically. Yep. Um, which, is, is it still just only one? It's just one. Unfortunately, this is a thing that was clarified with Witch Bolt. The initial yes. damage goes up, but the continue because it's it's automatic. It, but, right, that's uh, fair. This is why a lot of people are like Witch Bolt sucks. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, that's seven, uh, ten because of my lightning damage. That's true. You do get to add that because it's every time you do damage. So yeah, you see like another, you kind of send a, a surge of lightning down this line that connects you. Um, and the the blinded hag is like, ah. I am going to voluntarily break it though. Okay. And move, how much can I move? I can move 30 feet. I want to move five, 10, 15, 20, 25. No one can see me. I am in a corner. Do not touch <laughs> no me. One, no one can see you. You can't see anyone. So That is fine. I will move back again later. Just for right oh, now, nobody can see me. I am yep. in a corner. Don't look at me. Don't look. Do not perceive me. Tarkle. Speaking of not being perceived. Right. <laughs> uh, sneaky Sneak Boy uh, wants to go ahead and for the first time in forever, take full advantage of my roguelike abilities. The frozen yeah. references from this boy. This right? Is, it's happening. Um, I would like to plunge, first. I'm attempting to plunge my kiss of silver into the back of the big one's head. Yeah. Okay, wow. so you're gonna kind of go charging for the for the, the bigger enemy, the this larger hag, right? Uh, well, I was just gonna throw it. Oh, yep, yeah, that's the yeah. other thing I, I forget wanna... that you, you throw. Yep. Yeah, except the 60 feet. <laughs> It just for um, me it's like melee, but no, yeah, it's just whew, I'm just gonna uh, I'm just gonna chuck it. And uh so I do have advantage, right? Because she has not hidden. gone Yes. I'm yeah, hidden and she hasn't gone on the turn order. So there's a 17, which is 25, and then a 15. So no crit, but doesn't assassinate trigger because I am hidden and she is surprised. Oh, oh let's have a look here. Let's have a look here. I think that like full surprise is like a whole thing, but let's let, let me have a read because this okay. rarely comes up for me. I know that's um, I, fe- I feel like it rarely comes up, and I that, I want it to happen because a it's cool and it's a thing you do, um, but I want to make sure that I'm I'm being uh, true to the rules. You have an advantage on attack rolls against any creature that hasn't taken a turn in combat yet. In addition, any hit you score against a creature that is surprised is a critical hit. Let's have a look at surprised, dude. We should be. Uh, I think she's surprised, but I want to check. We should be comboing this because 
Kander could theoretically just pick you up and teleport you on top of an enemy to surprise them. Well, that, I would say that doesn't count as a surprise. The, the wow. thing here is that because he's hidden, she doesn't know where he's coming from. If it was just like, a, if she knew where like Tarka was, if he wasn't hidden or, you know, something like that, then I don't think it would count as a surprise. No, but if he's wow. in hiding in the bush, like theoretically, yeah. if I was like, I'm going to grab you out of the bush and I'm going to just drop you on this other hag over here, that would and still be a surprise, right? Yeah, I think as long as he was hidden. As long as the well, hidden Kanda is happening first. As well. mm -hmm. uh, so what was your stealth roll again, Shady? It was a 14 uh, total. I think it was right? 14. Yes, yeah. So what I'm going to say here, because like looking up at Surprised, um, it's basically if they're aware of you, uh, it's normally to the first round of combat and things like that. And again, I might check this. And if somebody messaged me and says like, oh, this was confirmed in a Jeremy article that said that it doesn't count, then I'll, I'll reactivate this. But I think that like... <sighs> For now, what I'm going to say is... Let me have a look at her... What's her passive perception? It would only be 12. Okay. So I'd say that, yeah, her passive perception is lower than your stealth. She doesn't know where you are. You're hidden from her. Um, I would say that, yeah, you can you can trigger assassinate on this. Um, Heck yes. My DM. Hashtag my DM. Okay. I will... Uh... I will roll in DD This is kind of what you do, right? Like, this is, and I'd say that maybe if this was in like an urban environment or like a room or something like that, maybe not. But this is Tarkle in his element, right? You're in the woods, you're in the mm -hmm. trees. This is where you grew up. This is where your father taught you to hunt and to track. And you know how to, like, you almost, like, you know, make her think that you're in one section so that she completely leaves open these blind spots, these vulnerable spots. And with one, the dagger just flies out of your hand and is going to strike true. Which I have to math, 27 plus 34. Once again, I think that's 61. So we watch as she, backing away from this fire, she turns and, and she looks into the doorway and she's just like, ah, you little wretched, you little wretched filth. Every pain that they've been suffering on me, I'm going to... And we just see like a silver kind of like sticks out of her throat. This huge lumbering kind of massive armed bulky figure as we just see this tiny little flash of silver, this little... And then just blood begins to spray out and she like holds it. And just collapses to the floor. And nobody, except maybe Agnes, because her passive perception is really high, <laughs> sees... Uh, Tarkle, just the little knife kind of reappear and you kind of looking around uh, as this hag falls to yes um, so I can move now and <laughs> sure. uh, so I'm, I know I'm hidden in this tree bush but if I move away is this statue going to know that I'm moving away when I'm hit it would have disadvantage because it doesn't know where you are okay then so I'm going to still... sense like movement and like lash out but yeah. So in it's my not. mind, what I'm trying to do is Tarkle just did this in my mind from like the tops of branches, and I want him to tree hop. Like I right. want him to to. Cool. Sure. You look yeah. so cool this episode. Was, Everything you do looks cool. <laughs> he's popping off. Yeah. He's popping off. Uh, I'm gonna make the opportunity attack with disadvantage. Mm -hmm. So uh, that is my lowest. There is a thirteen. Yes, that does not hit. My AC is 15. So what you see is like you leap from the tabletops. This thing tries to grab your leg to like slam you into the ground, but mm. you just fly right over it. Naruto Sweet. Style. So then I want to uh, essentially go five, 
I guess I don't need to, I kind of do want to hop to another tree. So it's five, 10, 15, 20, 25. And I'm trying to hop into here, like, and then use my bonus action to hide. Mm -hmm. Basically, like that last jump is like a, an attempt to hide. Sure. So I'll roll stealth. And that's a 15 plus 12. So 27. 27. Okay. Yeah. Just again, whoosh, blending in the, the dark greens and browns of your armor and cloak, helping you blend in in this natural environment as you mm. do so. Uh, okay. However, your stealth does not seem to help you hide from this seemingly blind hag. Oh, she whips witch. her head in your direction. You killed her. You killed Saza. In any other life, I would have congratulated you, but I did not have her secrets, boy. Stay where you are until I can deal with you. Uh, and she is going to weave a spell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you've looked really cool up until this moment, Tarkle. Uh -oh. And kind of Thanks, in the tree branches, you feel your body just beginning to like dance. Like you feel your body kind of like twitching <laughs> into like this awkward almost harvest dance. Here. And you slip off the branches and you and land in a heap um and you just can't stop yourself uh she has cast otto's irresistible dance on you uh <laughs> one creature within range the target begins a comic dance in place shuffling tapping its feet and comparing for the duration um uh, a dancing creature must use all of its movement to dance without leaving its space has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws and attack rolls while the target is affected by the spell other creatures have advantage on attack rolls against it um you can use an action to make a wisdom saving throw to try and regain your uh control of yourself i imagine uh, and that it's, it's... it's like funny it's like he's like uh, I, I feel like to me in my brain it looks like someone like badly imitating Michael Jackson. Like, yeah, like sure. trying like <laughs> moonwalking and like looking yeah. at the ground and like yeah. Doing the worm, you uh -huh. know, like gets on the ground. Yeah. Um but yeah, Thanks, she, she Mark. turns around. Listen, man. I was having such a care. good time being a cool badass. And now I'm doing the Irish jig plus thriller. That's what I feel like I'm doing. <laughs> I'm gonna bring you down a level. Also known as Irish thriller. Yes. Yeah. Good name um, for a drink. <laughs> the thrill jig. And then to make matters worse, she's going to cast that spell. And then she is going to... Uh, she's going to use uh, so not quite a legendary action, but like a, a bonus action here. She's going to call the hellhound back to her space. So she she calls out like, Morty, come protect me. Um, and this little hellhound basically gets to make a free movement. And I get an attack of so opportunity. You do get an attack of opportunity. What are you making the opportunity attack with? Uh, does it have to be melee? Well, if you use a ranged weapon, it would be a disadvantage. Uh, unless you have certain feats. Uh, I don't really have any not rage well because i have primal savagery that is a cantrip okay yeah i guess it's just if you i'll tell you agnes if you take the warcaster feat that would allow you to use primal savagery for opportunity attacks because it lets you make um, a cantrip in place of a opportunity attack i shall keep that in mind but i will just warcaster try to punch. is a very good feat i'll just try to punch in the doggy oh yeah, just like kick the oh get out of here yeah um Evil hell beast yeah uh 15 to hit 
uh, will actually hit. It does just one damage. One point of damage. <laughs> she just, uh, you hit like, and then it just, <laughs> just scampers, scampers back to its master. Um, and don't come back. Yeah. Uh, Morty is going to take a defensive stance around uh, their master. And then we come to Agnes. Hmm. I suddenly am, find myself not in danger. Um, Clive is still very low health and in combat, and I'm safe. So I'm going to go ahead and keep using Candor to run support for Clive. Okay. And I'm going to use my last fourth level spell slot to cure wounds again on Clive. That's Yay! Nice, Yay! Hit points for the barbarian. Uh, that will <laughs> be a, yeah. That'll be a total of twenty-seven. Yeah, with the D eight. Oh, that's with the extra D eight. Nice, twenty-seven yeah. HPs. Nice. And then I'm uh, flame seed. I'm I'm gonna. I'm talking is free, right? Like I can ask Clive. To an extent, yeah. Like, don't don't go nuts with it, but yeah, sure. You guys. I just want to ask him, like, do you want to be teleported? No, oh, I got a score to settle with this thing. Okay, then yes, Candra will be like, ha ha, tweet, and flame, <laughs> spit his flame seed. Yep, love it. Uh, and that will be, I think, one d eight plus four. But I'm just gonna double check. I always forget which one is which. Oh, but it's a plus eight to attack, so I have to hit first. You do. Oh, yeah. That's a 22. 22 hits. And that will be... The die is covering it. Move. <laughs> okay. Total of... Seven fire damage. Seven points of fire damage. Hey, it all helps. Um, it blows off like a chunk of this stone, and you can see this thing is is taking some serious damage now, this statue. From Clive's attacks, from the little bits of fire and stuff like that, it has worn it away. Um, and it's definitely, yeah, it, it's looking injured. One might even say bloodied, um, uh, as you do so. Uh, anything else, Agnes, on your turn? If not, it will be the statue and then Clive. I think that's all I can do. Okay, this statue turns its attention on the one thing that it's been trying to do, and that is kill Clive. <laughs> or, like, yes. not Clive out, technically. It's not even trying to kill Clive. Um, so, uh, two, three attacks, actually, from this thing. Uh, the first one is a 28 to hit Clive. Yeah, that'll hit. Yep. Uh, That's going to be eight. Uh, 14 bludgeoning damage, so halved to seven, because you are raging now. Mm -hmm. uh, do you want to trigger your rage? Yes, I do. Let's do that then. Do do do. do. Uh, six. Um, uh, protect the light. Uh, oh, plus one bonus to AC. Okay, they, perfect. Yeah. Sweet. So that that is important because now the mm -hmm. next attack is going to be nineteen to hit. That still hits. That still hits. Uh, so that's going to be three seven. Uh, thirteen points of bludgeoning damage, so half to six. And then its last attack is going to be a uh, 20 to hit. That hits. 18, halved to nine points of damage. So again, this thing's just pummeling you, Clive, but surging with this healing magic from, from Agnes. Um, this thing is on the ropes, and you can. this thing is probably going to 
go down pretty soon uh, mm -hmm. as it tries to desperately try and just knock you out it's just like punching you desperate for you to stay down um as it goes um clive oh ho 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 all right we're gonna we're gonna try and obliterate this thing sure uh Let's... reckless attacks yep uh, okay, so 19. Let's see if it crits. It does. What? Oh my gosh. You okay, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So oh we get big crit. Yeah. Uh, and are you using the sword two-handed? Because that changes the damage die as well. Ab absolutely. So I it's am. a D10 instead of a D8. So Okay, so how do you run your crit with brutal critical? So it's the same basically because it counts as it's no different to sneak attack or power than smite. So you would max all of the weapon die. So you'd get one d10 normal plus one d10 for brutal critical. So that would be 10 for the normal, 10 for the brutal critical. So you get 20 damage maxed plus two d10 more plus your normal damage modifier. So the, the strength modifier plus rage modifier. So uh, what would your normal damage be? Uh, for your uh, weapon. Let's roll it. I'll roll it in dndbeyond.com. It's never been easier. Uh, that would be nine. We're not okay. sponsored. So nine uh, plus three from rage, right? You get an extra three damage when you rage. So well, we go to 12. So plus 20 would be 32 points of damage because um, you'd get the max from the brute. Oh, and then one more d10 uh, for the brutal critical die. So 32 currently plus one d10. Sweet. Uh, let's, let's, let's. Roll it right here for everyone to see. That is three. Three points. Uh, so 35 points of damage. Ah. You watch as this thing has been pursuing you this whole time. <laughs> One big mighty swing. And you just cleave its head. Like the blade just cuts through the stone like butter and it just... <laughs> And this thing just topples over <laughs> as it just collapses to the ground. Still in like the crowd, exactly. down stance and just... Yeah, it just slides away. like... Uh, that was exactly its hit points left, by the way, 35. Whoa! <laughs> Did it to a, to a number. Um, Flavor the wild mane. <laughs> I'm looking around like you've still got movement. So you, if you want to move and, and stuff like that, you still can. Oh, yeah. Um, dog. <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> yep to the dog i because i have another attack sure Bye, dog uh the Bye. dog will get to as soon as you approach it the dog gets to make a nip at you because it's protecting uh green bones uh and you are right you are reckless so it gets advantage uh mm. that's gonna be 21 that hits so this is gonna be uh that'd be five piercing damage so half that to two and then uh nine fire damage so Ooh. 11 total as it kind of as you run up towards it sort of protecting it its owner it bites at you in this flaming jaw um, but then you get to make your attack i am dude i might go i might go down again that that's okay here we go uh so candor's like ah! <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh advantage because reckless right uh yes yeah yeah okay yeah. So first one's a 24, but let me see if it crits. See if it crits? It does not. Okay. So 24 still hits, though. Mm -hmm. um, so one, ten, five. So we've got... Ooh, that's good. Da, 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 da. 
So 14 plus the three. Yeah, so 17. 17. 17 points of damage. The the blade cuts deep into the hellhound's flanks, and you can see almost like a uh, lava-esque blood seems to kind of drip and sizzle as it hits the grass and the stone of the pathway underneath you um, as you come charging out. Still alive, but yes, injured, heavily injured by that blow. <laughs> uh, are you done? Yes, I'm done. Okay. Uh, Dread Morgan is up to shenanigans in the tower. Uh, we go to Azara. Um, Azara is going to move back, back to the window, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 feet. Okay. Right here next to Agnes. Mm -hmm. How much movement do I have? 30. Cool. Um, and is going to, how hurt is green bark looking bark lady? Uh, like I said, woman. she looks resilient. Like she's taken that heavy blast of lightning and, and a mm -hmm. bunch of other attacks. Mm -hmm. But I mean, she still looks to be in fighting shape. But you can see she is. I would say, um, after she cast this spell on Tarkal and Clive engaging the Hellhound, mm -hmm. she is turning towards the tower, and she looks like she's going to make a, a break for the tower. Mm. Now we can't have that now, can we? So I shall. This is going to be very good or very bad. 20 foot radius. How big is that on the map? Uh, it's pretty big. Four um, squares, right? Four squares? Uh, well, 20 foot radius is, uh, it's well, like eight squares, four squares then. and then another four squares. Yeah, it's like yeah, eight okay. squares across. Uh, just maybe trying to see if I've got like a little marker I can use for maybe it. I can not draw good, one. Maybe it's not the best idea, but I feel like it's the best idea. <laughs> It's about that big. <laughs> Good sweet lord. Okay. Um it's, you know, it, yeah, 20 foot radius is not small. Not small. Decidedly not small. Okay, I actually take that back then. I don't move. I move, yes, I do move, but only five feet. So I can see through the window. Okay. Yeah. And I am going to cast um da 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 summon elemental spirit. Okay. Out the window, because I'm still covered, but I can see and a little elemental spirit is gonna pop up right yeah. next to Bark Woman. Is she still on fire, by the way? Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. have her take some damage on her turn. Like, only a d6, but, like, it's, like, smoldering. It's not, like, mm -hmm. raging inferno. I'm going to make him a... Yeah, let's match Agnes. We'll make him a fire spirit. So, like, a big okay. armored fire dragon pops up next to her. Nice. Um, And then... Dragonborn, like a fiery dragon knight. Exactly. And he looks dope. And then as my bonus action... My he, bonus he action, just, I make him look dope. Yes. Um, <laughs> he's just, he has his own initiative, right? Uh, goes at the end of your turn. Goes at the end of my turn, but I don't have to command him with a bonus action. It requires no action. To, yep, cool. No action required by you. So my bonus action is going to be, my fan is going to fly over to the hellhound. Yep. Actually, no. Screw her. Over to her. I hate her. 
and it's gonna hit her in the face, which is, I didn't mean to roll that, which is uh, a plus six to hit. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Does 15 hit? 15 does hit. Dope. 2d8 plus 1. That is an 8 and a 1. So 10 points of... 10 points of damage. Force, force. damage. Yep. And then... That seems to crack like a huge part of her bark, and you can see her wince in pain. Good. We, we are not done yet, you hellish beast. My boy gets two hits. Um, he's going to attack. Can this clear? Can this go away? Thank you. Uh, he's going to take his first slam. Sure. Which is 15 exactly. That hits. hits. And yep. then his second attack. Easy. Does he get a crit? Yeah, of course he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. His second attack crits. Yeah, perfect. Um, so Some big crits. That's, wow, I was actually wrong. I was adding plus four. It was plus eight or plus nine. But either way, it doesn't matter. Um, so that's... A so do D10. the first hit first. Yeah, the first so hit. Let's is do the first one. One d ten plus eight. Okay. So that's eight plus eight is sixteen. Sixteen points. Heavy blow from the dragonite cracks against her bark like skin. Ah! <laughs> and then the second one is ten plus eight, so eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. Yeah, because it crits. Wait, wait, no. I I get the full, and then I roll yeah, 10 it. Ten. Ten plus. plus Four plus eight. So 14 plus eight would be 22. 22 points on his second attack. So and it's a fire this damage. Like, this second kind of, is it like a, like what kind of weapon are we talking about for the night? Like a hammer or a sword? Or... No, he has fire claws. And fire he claws. So he breaks through these her. claws yeah. down. And you see this like bark like skin beginning to break. One of her arms is almost like hanging off almost by these vines that form part of her body. Um, and for the first time you, you see like, fear like she's like stop 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 kind of calling out um as as this giant fireman beats down on her uh um, can i that's... free action yell at her you can do yeah okay sure. um and from cowering from behind the window uh azara is going to say we won't stop until you free our friends and then she's going to pop back into the corner <laughs> <laughs> well that makes your threat less less okay, intimidating okay, okay. well uh, i don't care <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, Tarkle, uh, doing your little jig. Uh, you can use an action to make a wisdom saving throw, um, but your movement, you basically have to spend your entire movement dancing. You can still attack, but you have disadvantage. I feel like I want Tarkle to be okay with dancing, and instead he's going to try to cast command. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, you can cast command. There's no 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 part of the the dance spell that stops you casting spells. And with a really doing his really silly dance, I want his brow to furrow and I want him to to be very serious. But his legs are doing like that thing. He's like, yeah, Michael, grovel, and he wants her to grovel. <laughs> okay, it's a wisdom saving throw, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I know she's probably good at that, but she is pretty good at these but we'll see i wanted to try uh, well i did roll a two um, you guys have had all of my good luck tonight oh my uh, god so i yeah, love this you image watch so as much she just drops her to her knees um <laughs> please please and like yeah she's pleading for her life basically yeah um, that's right <laughs> just, witch and then just literally just one of those balloon things outside of the used car sales yeah. lot just blowing yeah. i love it <laughs> Oh, so, oh my amazing. 
okay. So here's what here's what happens, right? Because Tarkal, that's pretty much your turn, right? Because that's your action. You yeah, have to move. But can I move. also, because I love this image, ask Mike, because I still get a bonus action, right? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Can I attempt to hide in the same spot that I'm in, just becoming <laughs> one with the trees? As You may just do blowing. so with disadvantage. That's fine. We'll take my lowest stealth roll. It's uh, That's a 7 plus uh, 12. So that's 19 versus... This was a 6. So 18 is my... 18. I mean, it's still pretty good, but maybe Agnes just sees the occasional foot like kick out from behind the tree. It like looks like, like it's the arm. tree waving in the wind, but yeah. sometimes there's like a hand sticking yeah. up. I am uh, the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> Greenbones, the hag, groveling, on fire, heavily injured, throws her hands up. Stop! Stop! You don't understand! Morgan! Morgan won't honor your deal! She's gone into the tower! She's stealing the paintings! Let me live and I will help! Let me live and I will help! I have lived too long to be outdone by their treachery! They want my secrets! I will! I will! I will! I will free your friend! I will free your friend! I will let you live! I will free the others! But Morgan, do not let her get away with this! She's more conniving than the others. Send away the hellhound and we'll follow you into the tower. My my boy, I will stop him from harming you, but I will not let him leave my son. She's hugging him. like she, This oh. is her like, beloved pet. She's like, no, please, Morty, do not fight them. Do not fight Agnes them. has like a little animated heart in front of her and goes, <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, I command him not to attack. I, I, I see no sense in this. Drop the dance. <laughs> Very well. She like throws her hand and you feel the spell just it, it, it uh, Azar will also call out. She must you, hurry. She's if you trying betray to us, the paintings. The dragon will kill you. And like she'll have him roar and she'll come yes. out from behind the wall. Yes, I I can you have injured me more than I've been injured in centuries. I have no me, I have no desire to die here. And I unlikely expect that you do not wish to see your your friend cursed forever. You must hurry. Morgan will be in the tower. She's taking the paintings. Either use fire or bring them to me and I will see them. I will see them undone. The curse will be undone. If we burn them, the curse will be undone? Yes, but it must burn be from them! one of pure of heart. It must be from one who is of pure of heart. All of us kind of go... Uh, uh, Zara definitely shakes her head a little bit. We'll bring them to you. Uh, <laughs> I send Candor to follow the bat. Okay, yeah, the candle flies up, um, and, and at this point, do you guys just want to start rushing into yeah. the tower? Yeah, uh, but I'm going to have the dragon watch. Wait. Yeah, and okay. like keep it, and, and, and instruct him, like, if she moves, fucking kill her. Okay, Well, she's yeah, the... leading us in, isn't she? No, no, no she's, she's staying there. Her. She's, like, oh, okay. hugging a dog, but, like, the dragon spirit is raised claws above it, yeah. ready to, to do something. Cool. Um Elissa and the cobble, by the way, disappeared from the door in the in the confusion. You don't know where they've gone. But the bat, as you guys are rushing into the tower and making your way upstairs, Clive kind of leading you up, um, having seen this room before. Kanda flies in. And first of all, the top of the tower seems to be a floor that you haven't seen before. It is uh, filthy, decrepit. You can see that there are three beds one which seems to have almost like bed sheets that seem to be made from animal hides or hopefully hopefully animal hides, some sort of 
skin or leather or something um has as bed covers but it's almost regal and elegant um like a, a, a lady's four poster bed but it is grim the the bedpost carved into screaming faces one appears to be more like an animal nest with piles of hay um weasels and insects and rats kind of nesting and messing in it and then the last one is like a military uh, like bedroll uh, and covered with spikes and blood and shards of iron and shavings. Like these three very distinct beds with all sorts of trinkets and things scattered around them. There's some sort of shield by the bedroll. Um, you can see a kind of almost like a makeup dresser next to the, the elegant looking bed. All sorts of manner things. But Candle then goes down. It, it can hear some sort of noise and it makes its way down. Uh, and leads into a room where you see Morgan back in this kind of hag-like form uh, pulling these beautiful paintings off of a wall and putting them into what would normally just be a normal looking bag but the bag seems to take the entire painting in one go just like sucks it in um and these paintings the ones that she seems to be loading one has this epic strong looking dragonborn warrior woman with a great weapon like a great sword in one hand in a field of battle one seems to be of a youthful dwarf who's dancing and playing the pipes um, and she's stuffing them into this bag and you can see there's a few more still on on the the walls that she hasn't got in uh are we, candle go are we in initiative order uh, i'm gonna you guys are just gonna come in in a minute i'm just you guys well, be, I ask because yeah, as you want Candle to do something, yeah, sure, go for it. Yeah. So as Agnes is kind of you know hearing back seeing from Candor, yeah. yeah, seeing what's happening, she she her face lights up and she's like, nothing can be more pure of heart than the pure spirit of fire, and then she tells Candor to cast bonfire under the bag. Under the bag. Yeah. Whoa. Do you wait until all the paintings are in the bag or are you going to do it with the ones that, because there's three on the wall and two that she's putting in the bag. Oh. So there's like a curved wall, like the curved wall of the yeah, tower. Yeah, I, I, I want to wait paintings. until she puts them all in the bag. Okay. So wait, this is, but, you, this, oh, wait, wait, this wait. happens. I'm seeing, I'm seeing them disappear into the bag, right? Like this is a magic it's, bag. It's a bag of holding. You can see that she's putting them into a bag of holding. Do Agnes has worked a lot with fire. Would I know whether you can burn a bag of holding? It's difficult. The magic of the bag would protect the contents inside. Technically, the contents inside are in an extra dimensional space. So right. I think that Agnes would know that maybe the bonfire on the bag wouldn't work, but the paintings on the wall, it can certainly affect okay. you. You can see there are three. The th if you take a moment to look through Candace's eyes and see the three in the walls, there are three. One is of an elven priestess of Sunni, uh, radiant and resplendent in front of the temple of the Restful Lily, uh, mm -hmm. just looking glamorous and beautiful. Uh, the other one is of a tiefling um, man who seems to be uh, white-skinned, like albino tiefling with bright blue eyes, covered in gemstones, tall and imposing, uh, with loads of people surrounding him, looking up to him in admiration. The last one is of Elissa. Uh, she looks like this fairy tale knight, just this beautiful but heroic, handsome-looking figure with a woman that looks strikingly like a Zara kind of like kneeled over in like a kind of romantic pose. Um, and it's like this, this romance novel picturesque cover, like a perfect version of Elissa and Azara in this kind of embraceful moment. Um, you, you can cut, I'd say before you guys arrive, you'll have time to ignite one of these paintings, unless well, there's another spell, which you think can hit all of them. 
candor looking in through this hole in the ceiling where the bat went or mm -hmm. however you know however i need to get 15 feet close sure yeah um we'll go and a 15 foot cone of burning hands will just take all three of them and set the wall on fire the dread morgan the hag looks round at the last moment as the flames coil out of Candor's mouth. Now! As the flames just engulf the paintings and, and you see them ignite. Go on. And as she screams at Candor, Candor will be like, and try to spit a flame seed into, like if she was putting a painting in the bag, he's just going to try to catch try that to painting before she throws it in the bag. Sure. Roll a d20. No modify, just roll a d20 for me. Come on. Ten. Ten. The, the flame seed just, it hits her hand and she drops the bag, but doesn't hit the contents ah, inside. Bummer. And she like clutches her hand from the flames. But the, the paintings, as soon as they catch fire, the oil bubbles away and there is this green, fell-looking flame that seems to project from them. You hear screams from these paintings as they melt away and the pictures begin to change they seem to revert the dragonborn uh sorry the beautiful elven woman becomes a serpentine like shape a medusa uh begins to shift and change you see the tiefling begins to shrink and become uh, becomes a kobold being pointed at and laughed at and Elissa becomes this kind of um hunched back kind of hideous figure with this kind of like wrapped around cloak and boils and warts and all sorts of things all over her face as the paintings shift and change they eventually just burn away into nothing uh the hag clutching her hand snarls at candor and then in a swirl of leaves and twigs and insects teleports away but the bag <clears throat> remains on the ground you guys burst in and you see, in fact, hovering outside the door, you see two figures that you've not seen for a while. Elissa, completely reverted back to her normal self, looking at herself in, like, amazement, and stood next to her is a short, a little short for a normal tiefling. A tiefling man who is just, like, looking at himself and is just like, oh, it's done! The curse is undone! Uh, and he's like looking around excitedly as you guys burst up. You do see, still see the elder, the the shriveled, weakened dragonborn, and this really ancient-looking dwarf. Um, what, what has happened? Why, why them and not us? Uh, and you guys make your way up. I fill in as we're running in. I tell everyone what just happened with Candor. Like, there's two paintings left in the bag, but the others are burning. Uh, Azara, knowing that, will like knee slide down to the bag and trying to reach to the, the bag of holding and try and rip the paintings out. Yeah, so uh, you, you bag of holding, you reach in, you think of painting and you feel something in your hand and as you pull it out, it is the painting of, let's say, the Dragonborn, this kind of super strong looking Dragonborn where it's heavy. Right. Azara, yeah. because you are a war mage and you know magic, as soon as you touch this thing, you know how evil this painting is. Yikes. This canvas is not canvas. This is elven skin that it's been oh, painted on. No, disguised no. to look yuck. like a painting canvas. Yuck, 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 yuck. The wood is seeped with blood. It's, it's tainted red with some sort of blood, the frame of the painting. And the paints themselves smell like demon ichor. They smell like demon fluids and ichor. Um, be looks beautiful, but touching it, you, you sense how wicked this, this thing is in your hands. Uh, 
Zara will put the first painting like against the wall and then she'll like wrap her hand in her dress to get the second painting <laughs> and then we'll reach in and we'll kind of be like yep you pull this and one she out pulls out the second one yeah uh you pull this one out and uh lay that next to it yeah and then we'll kind uh, of turn to uh sure to candor and agnes and just hold out her hand like after you i'll just uh if they're they're both right next to each other right just a quick little quick little bonfire just eat those from right you up. or from candor uh candor because uh that worked so <laughs> agnes will start to be like uh, and then be like after you we'll <laughs> never know if we'll never agnes know. is pure of heart she, oh. she's she's not ready Ander, to test it yeah the the spirit <laughs> ignites the paintings and they both burn away the same thing happens uh, all of you see this now having all made your way up into the tower you see the actual effect and as the painting burns the dragonborn woman her muscles begin to swell and grow she seems to stand up tall and straighter and the dwarf begins to de-age to around maybe middle-aged dwarf still a little bit kind of gray in the beard but much much younger than they previously were just a few moments ago and they they too begin to look at themselves just like i don't believe it the curse hey the curse is undone we're free um and they kind of all look around each other uh elissa is looking directly at the floor and is just like covering her like face um with her hand and just looks thoroughly embarrassed uh completely ashamed um, um azara will kind of look around at everyone and be like i i hate to break up this incredible heartwarming curse ending um but we should check to see if the priestess is still stone or if she's been freed from that curse as well we should bring the bag of holding that could come in handy that could also come in handy and it's proper payment for freeing this beautiful spa of two of three hags and maybe we could just purge the inside with fire that's fair that's also fair the the tiefling is like my dear, purge this floor and the one above it. Only wicked, disgusting things have existed in this place. <sighs> Thank you once again. But yes, attend to the... I, I'm, I'm assuming it was the previous owner of the temple, the, the woman of the, the painting, the elven priestess. Yes, yes, we must we must attend to her. We must make sure that she's free of the same curse. So uh, I let everyone file out and I'm like, shall I? After you. I set a bonfire in the middle of the floor and just kind of... <sighs> stoke it and then walk away <laughs> yeah, begins to crackle and burn and we'll, we'll let that do when you guys come outside azara you can see that your dragon spirit has gouged sections of the earth out and is trying to fight something that is no longer there the damn it on. you do what? see shreds of bark skin like in fact actually i mentioned that her arm was nearly had nearly been like ripped off uh -huh. the arm is there but hmm. there's no other body um, I'm gonna pick up the arm and put it in the bag of holding. Okay, please note down. I was down. gonna suggest the same yeah, hag thing. arm. Hag um, arm. Yeah. Let me just check in with Clive and Taco. Is there anything you guys want to do? Because I want to make sure that you guys have an opportunity. Like, if there's anything you wanted to specifically do or say or check out uh, while all of that was going on, or there's no there's no immediate threats to to combat at this point, is there? You don't see any. No. Um, when you come back outside, that hag is gone. The the other hag you didn't see uh only candor actually saw that whole uh thing so agnes saw it but yeah you mm. don't see any immediate threats and i'm good yeah same i was i was basically i was just gonna ask if we're gonna uh leave green song alive as we were walking out of the tower but obviously and she's gone see, she's she's gone yeah. yeah um cool 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 
Uh, white text friend, if you can just put in the Discord, like, just I want to check on time. I think we've got like 10 minutes or so left, but I just want to check in on stuff because uh, we did have a bit of a chat. So, yeah. So, what do you guys do? Do you guys go to the shrine? Like, what, what's the plan? What's the next step here? Yeah, I think if Azara suggested that, we should. Yeah, I'll follow sure. Azara. Yeah, when you guys make your way down into the sacred pool beneath the shrine, uh, the statue is still stone and does still look like a Medusa. I think that the 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 because it was petrified, it remains petrified as it was uh, there. I don't think while it's petrified, the form would change. But uh, yeah, the petrification is its own own thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, there are ways to undo petrification. Azarin would probably know that, and Agnes, I think, as well. Um, there are, you know, spells. Greater Restoration uh, will undo petrification. Um, who is knows? The, is there any other? The the dry the naiad naiad said that maybe maybe the couldn't... water spirit could. Yeah. Maybe you um, have to drag this statue from this temple. I was going to say Azara would turn to Clive and say, "Clive, how strong do you think Clive of the Wild Mane truly is?" <laughs> Are you looking to find out? I am looking to find out. Do you think, now, mind you, we can help if need be, do you think we could transport this darling statue here over to the spa? Can I, can I just try to, like, pick it up? Yeah, I think Clive's strong enough. I think that, yeah, it, it's <gasps> exhausting. I think that, like, by the end of... Tri- tri- carrying this thing all the way into the bathhouse because you have to go an awkward way through the temple actually no you busted a window you could probably just climb up in there um it's probably gonna be very tiring i think that like clive might have like a level of exhaustion after this but there's no immediate threat right like as long as long as you take your time you should be okay just dragging it like And then you have to like pick it up to get her up the stairs. And because it's a Medusa, right? She's got this long, thick snake-like tail. So that's like where most of the weight is. And you're like, like dragging it up as you go. Um, but yeah, well, I've yeah. somehow found like a Velcro, like back brace around it. His waist. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to move it. And just like carrying on his back. Uh, while you guys are doing this, the other, the others in Elissa, the, the figures that you helped free from the curse, um, uh, th- they just do not stop thanking you. <laughs> you know, oh. uh, this tiefling goes up and he's just like, "I must know your names." Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm Glitter, uh, Glitter of Waterdeep, uh, of Glitter's uh, glorious uh, gemstones. Wonderful, wonderful. What is your name, my good lady? And he's like going up to Azara, like, "Your name, please." Oh, uh, I'm 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 Azara Mithras, but uh, please meet the wonderful royals who have saved your lives. And she's like trying to like really pump up Evening Star <laughs> while we're here. <laughs> Of course, of course. Uh, royals from, from Cormir, by your by your appearance, uh, uh, wonderful to meet you. Glitter, glitter of uh, gl- glitter's glorious gemstones of Waterdeep. I I cannot thank you enough. <laughs> I've I've been but a short victim of of these these creatures, illusions, and and trickery. Uh, my others, the other companions here, uh, have suffered longer than I, but it, it was torturous. I, I cannot thank you enough. The the hardships we have endured. You have you have freed us from what I feel would have been a life of of misery thank you well you are welcome anytime in evening star we would certainly love to i will make sure i construct something to mark this occasion i will i will have something created and perhaps sent or i shall bring it myself uh in thanks you you mentioned gemstones yes i'm a jeweler i'm a i'm a jeweler in in by trade we as you can see sometimes have need of of diamonds when we fall uh if you ever have any that you think 
you might be able to part with at a reasonable price. We would be so happy to patronize your shop. Well, uh, I I do prefer to create works of art uh, rather than components. But yes, yes, of course, anything for for the service that you have done. Of course, of course, of course, yes. I'm sure that something could be arranged um, without a doubt. most certainly. Uh, thank you once again. Uh, please uh, allow my companions to thank you themselves as well. Uh, the dragonborn woman will stand forward and she places one hand, uh, probably sort of uh, trying to think of like a gesture that they might do. Yeah, like one hand kind of across her chest um, and she bows deeply. Uh, I am Gorba, I am Gorba uh, Dardarian of. <laughs> I. I cannot thank you enough as our companion glitter has said i was taken in by these creatures long ago when i have suffered greatly especially at the hands of and she looks to the body of var of saza that one in particular i would like to know who finished her off tarkal like awkwardly raises a hand but he does it he does like that thing with his arms like he's finishing his dance (laughs) i I was i i slayed the witch she comes up to you looks and she's tall she's like seven feet tall big bulging muscles uh no armor she's wearing like basically what she was wearing before like this kind of hessian sack Uh, but you can see these like huge and she just places like a clawed palm in front of her cuts her hand like grips it and lets the blood uh, sit for a moment. By this blood, if ever I can repay this favor, if you have an enemy that must be slain by the honor of the Dardarian clan, I will honor it. Cool. Tarkle of Cormir. And then she Thank holds you. the hand out for you to shake, like with the smeared blood. Yeah, Tarkle will take it for sure. Yeah, you get like blood on your hand, so like her blood kind of smears over yours, and then she wipes it across her face, uh, leaving like this streak of blood over her muzzle. Very cool. Send for me. I tend to. I am. Uh, I work mainly as a mercenary. I mainly lived around the Sword Coast, but if you have need of me, send for me, and I will come. We will. Thank you. She just nods her head. And lastly, I think that uh, young, well, <laughs> young Master Falthrax here. And uh, this dwarf kind of shuffles over. Um, you can see that his robes, he, he kind of wears like scholar's robes, right? And there's this big symbol of a book on an amulet. Um, and he looks over and he's like, oh, yes, uh, I'm afraid that I don't have any riches as Master Glitter or strength of arms to offer as, as, uh, as uh, Gorba does. But as an acolyte of, of Candlekeep, if there's ever knowledge that you seek or you desire entry into the great halls, of the library it would it this is my offer that i can make in repayment for what you've done uh, i came here on a fool's errand thinking that my youth could be there's rediscovered but uh i thank you greatly i'll appreciate what i have now i think but uh i'm afraid all i can offer is knowledge and books i look excitedly at azara at the mention of this library uh azara curtsies and she'll say as, as young royals and as, as we are magisters and mages, we would be humbly honored to access your libraries. And I'm sure in our many adventures to come, we will have need of the more hard to find texts and possibly if, if, if you have access to scrolls or- Of course, of course. Uh, Candlekeep is the greatest library 
in Faerun. If there is ever knowledge that you seek within our halls, you will find it. Uh, of that, I can assure you. Well, this has been a interesting spa experience and hopefully <laughs> we can return this place back to its former glory. And she kind of like looks at the giant snake statue sitting in the yeah. water. <laughs> so, so yeah, we kind of, I think that as that conversation happens, this is where like Clive pulls into the bathhouse. Um, Sirena, the naiad kind of like excitedly pops up out of the water. Like I've sensed the, they've gone. The hags have gone. You've done it. You, you've gotten rid of them. Well, uh somewhat two escaped one very well, they're not here now that that's, that's what's what important true um uh, oh and then she sees the statue silvari oh, so oh bring her bring her into the waters um and she kind of like parts the waters a little bit so you can drag the statue in as you like just had it settled like bring her in <laughs> with the, the back brace back on you drag her down into the thing and then the waters uh the sirena that i had allows them to spill back in and you watch as the waters touch the the stone they kind of surround it you begin to see just pale blue and green light forming cracks along the stone it begins to flake off like a serpent molting shedding its skin and where there was a tail it is now hollow Instead, a pair of slender elven legs seem to be in their place. And as the top breaks free, uh, still clad in this ragged, almost half-torn, leaving herself quite exposed, this elven priestess um, kind of emerges <gasps> with a gasp. And she kind of like clutches herself to her chest, feeling the water. Sirena? The pool? How did I... Sirena, the hags, we must... They're, they're not dry yet. And she's like looking around in surprise, just... What is, how long, how long have I? She just seems to be stunned, you know, not sure where she is or, or what has happened. Does she seem injured or just no. shocked? Okay. Just shocked, just shocked. Uh, I think this whole time also, as all of the victims have been thanking us, I think Candor has kind of been flitting between them and like perching on shoulders and kind of like giving little pet kisses, Aww. like trying to, to be like, I'm happy you're back because Candor yeah. ultimately was the one who freed them. Who freed them? <laughs> well, I think they, they think that Candor is just like a spell that you've conjured, mm -hmm. right? They just think that Candor's a spell. The Dragonborn is a bit sort of like, like <laughs> undeterred by it. Uh, but the dwarf Falthrax and Glitter, especially Glitter, is just like, oh, aren't you just a little darling? And he's very <laughs> sort of happy with this thing. Um, and the dwarf seems quite happy as well. Uh, Elissa, by the way, is just following behind, not speaking, but will not look at any of you. It's just like head down just like following um, so very ashamed at um, this but time, yeah silvari is kind of uh emerging from the waters and is like blinking and seems very uh confused that the reason i bring that up is i think mm. at that point candor would kind of go over to her and like kind oh. of nestle into her neck and agnes would kind of take her arm and try to soothe her she she flinches like when you take the arm like unexpectedly like and she looks at you and, and you can see that there is there's this deep hurt there. There's like a mistrust and like, she's afraid. Like she looks like, are you real? Are you? And then she like touches your face. Like you are no illusion. You are no trick. And she like cups your face in her hands and she just cries. She just mm -hmm. lets out these big wailing sobs and just buries her face. This And it's, it's hard because you can see that she's clearly like this mature 
very like elderly, like an older elf. Like she's way older than you guys, but she is just, there's something that's happened and she just lets out these big having sobs and you hear like, I'm so sorry, Suni, I'm so sorry. Just kind of running over and over. But eventually she kind of pulls herself together and just like. Agnes has tears I... in her eyes too. As she's like crying on her shoulder, Agnes is Trust breaking I have well. you to thank for undoing what they did to me. Oh, not me, all of us, and Candor. Thank you. I, I'm. Do you, uh, how, how much do you know of what happened here? Of of who they were. I look at Azara. <laughs> <laughs> we, what do we know? We know enough. We know that three hags have settled in, or had settled in, and unfortunately seem to have tricked you and Azara kind of like wades into the water and takes off one of her layers of like flowy arm like dress stuff and puts it over her shoulders um, kind of takes it very gratefully and says i wish that tricked was so simple a simpler thing to say they did not trick me they perhaps their intentions this curse this their forms yes but the vanity the vanity which caused my transformation was my own making. It was a punishment from my goddess for for not being faithful, for not trusting in her. Azara will kind of shush her and stop her and she'll go, you were tricked. Your insecurities were preyed on and that is not fair to you. You have not betrayed your goddess. And she'll kind of like show her that she also mm. prays to a goddess and she'll tell her, Sunni is waiting for you. You cannot have such little faith in your faith that you think that she would abandon you or purposefully punish you because you want shinier eyes or less wrinkly skin. Suni is not about that. And you and you know it in your heart to be true. And she kind of like tries to do the like the, the cupped hands yeah, thing to she, raise her head. She's in tears again. Like you oh. can see, like looking at you. She'll like wipe yours, away like, her eyes. Yeah, she just like looks at you and and uh, you probably in Elven. She mm -hmm. says, like, thank you, sister. Like, you know, as like elf to elf kind of thing. She's just like, thank you, sister. Agnes also, like, if you were to look at Agnes as Azara was giving this speech, Agnes kind of wells up and you can see she kind of feels like that's being said to her too. And yeah, a little bit of emotion. And a little to Alyssa. She says yeah. it loud enough. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, look, yeah, you see tears in like Alyssa's eyes as well, kind of like as she's looking away. And, and I think that like we, you know, to, to not, unless there's anything you guys want to say, you know, there's time where things are explained to everybody. Um, things are relieved. It turns so, and, and when you kind of step out of the bath, Silvari wants to see what's happened and, and see the temple and things like that. Um, <laughs> you find a couple of things. First of all, the other guests, the halfling woman that Clive had made friends with, the drow masseuse, um, the little gnome, all are completely out cold. They're like lying in the lounge and it looks like they are asleep as if they had just fallen asleep in their positions, completely knocked out. Um, you can see that there are drinks, like there are empty glasses of some sort of drink that have been scattered around. Um, and they are just, they don't wake when you enter. They're just like completely out cold uh, when you arrive. Can I uh, investigate the drinks? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, you can make a make a nature check, make a medicine uh, medicine check for sure. Anybody can if you want to investigate this stuff. I critted it. Oh, 
it, this was poisoned. This this is like some sort of sleeping potion or narcotic to like knock these people out and just render them completely helpless. Agnes um, looks really cool because she picks up a glass and does some sort of detective thing, like a little pinky and a, a taste. Yeah. And she's like, sleeping potion. I'd bet my yeah. life on it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, you find out that those guys have been knocked out. Um, but yeah, there's no sign of Saith. You find no sign of any of the other spa resort people. Um, the, the place is abandoned apart from the guests and now these people that you've you've uh, found here. Uh, I think as you move around, uh, the people that you freed, like the Dragonborn, Gorber and stuff, this place, uh, it will need some people to look after it until others can be found. Uh, Tarkle, I will remain here if you need me. I think I will. I will remain here until things have been settled. If those things return i will make sure that they pay the price for what they did to us you see she kind of grits her teeth and you begin to see she's um uh i believe that she's gold dragon so flames are like mm. coiling in her mouth when she speaks um, agnes is jealous yeah uh the dwarf kind of rubs his hands i'm afraid that uh I'm afraid that I'll be needed back in Candlekeep. There's not much I can do, but perhaps I can send word for some acolytes of Sunni. Miss Silvari, is it the author of the book? Uh, my book? Uh, yes. It, it, is that what brought you here? Ah, yes. I found a copy in the library and began visiting this place. But uh, there are acolytes that I can send word for, people in the temples. I'm sure that they would be delighted to know that such a place exists and that there is great work still to be done here. If you would have them, of course. Yes, that would be comforting. Thank you, Master Dwarf. Uh, I still have the copy of the book that I got from my dad, right? You do, yeah. I produce it and I hand it to Silvari and I'm like, like this brought us here. I made these long ago. I wanted to share the things that Suni had taught me and the wisdom, but uh, I met... <laughs> There was a very powerful enchantress that I was close to, and she offered to inscribe this this enchantment to bring people here as a way to help them access the, the temple. Uh, you should keep it if you ever wish to return to this place. I know that it may hold some bad memories, but if you ever require peace, I hope that the temple can become that again, and she'll just hand the book back to you. I, I kind of look at the mirror, and I look at her, and I, I go, did did you intend for it to imply that people should change themselves? I think that it is uh, it is a problem with the enchantment in that the mirror can only answer questions that you ask it. If you ask it, what would make me pretty? What would uh, make me feel better? It will speak to you honestly. The teachings of Sunni, of this place, it's never that you must change. It is that if change will make you happy, indulge it. But only if it will bring you true happiness. Only if you want to better yourself. You do not ever need to change. We are all beautiful in every way that we all are, but there is nothing wrong with wanting to have nice hair or nice clothes or nice skin. These are indulgences. These are comforts, things that make us feel better about ourselves. That is what the book is supposed to teach, but... The enchantment is not always as clear as I would have liked it. Agnes will kind of like look into the middle distance and repeat, the mirror can only answer questions that you ask it. 
thank you. And she'll take the book back and stow it away. I cannot thank you enough, all of you, for what you've done here. If there's anything, anything at all that I can do or questions that you may have, please ask. But you are always welcome to return. I think it'll be a little while before we come back here, but um, <clears throat> we are glad that we could help. Thank you. When, when uh, we do return, if massages are still available, <laughs> I'm sure we wouldn't say no. <laughs> and unlike perhaps my, un unlike those who took, who became caretakers of this place, the Temple of the Rest Restful Ily is not here to make gold. It is here to offer these services. Donations are of course always welcome, but when you return, whatever services you require will be available to you. I think that it will be my way of making things up to Sunni and to those who have been wronged by this place. Mm. I'm afraid that there may be more victims of these hags than those that we found here. I know that uh, such creatures often deal with other foul things, devils, uh, creatures of the Feywild. But still, I hope that we do not encounter them ever again. She will just sort of leave you to it. And unless you guys, there's anything you guys want to do, uh, the book will open up a portal back to where you came from. Uh, it does take 30 days for this book to recharge the ability to transport you. So it takes a month for it to regain its ability to transport you. Uh, but it can take you back to Cormir. Uh, the very last thing will just be, as you are kind of leaving, you hear a kind of very faint cough from Elissa. Um, and she just kind of says... I'm very sorry to have caused you trouble and I am I'm very thankful for undoing what they did to me. Did did any of you see my painting? And she's looking at all of you. <laughs> like <laughs> she's trying to see she's like looking nervously and especially at Azara. <laughs> Azara didn't see it, right? No. no. Only Agnes saw it. <laughs> oh, and Clive. Clive did see it. Yes, Clive did see it. Oh, yeah, he did. Yes, you're but right. But he didn't Clive see it after it changed. He saw it only when it was pretty. Yes, yeah. he only saw it when it was pretty. Yeah. So he and but Clive did see what she she he did see her transformed form as well. I'll kind of um, just put my hand on her arm and say, it could have just as easily been any one of us. Please don't worry. And your painting, candor made sure it will never be seen again. I'm going to make an intelligence check. I rolled a natural 20. She looks at Agnes, goes bright red, because she realizes that if Candor has seen it, it means Agnes has seen it. And she just very gently squeezes your hand. Thank you, my lady. And just nods. <laughs> I share a conspiratorial, like, don't worry, I got you, fam. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I mean, well, uh, I was just kind of like looking off like, they're gonna be done talking yeah <laughs> i want to get back so yeah. we're gonna get back to evening star and yeah i think that unless there's anything else uh we make our way back to evening star dusk and the others all welcome you back um and i think do you know what because i always like leaving on a cliffhanger when you get back to evening star you return to your beds you return to the soft comforts, One-Eyed King, uh, Sara Lee, all of familiar faces, Dusk. Tarkal sleeps. He begins to hear a familiar elven voice and song drifting through his mind. 
and from the mists of his dream, Willow Song arrives. Taco, my love. But there's something a little different. There's something in her eyes that Tarkle, you don't see, but we, the audience, see. And it's that for the first time, as she leans in and wraps her arms around Tarkle and holds him close in this dream, I've missed you. She looks up into the mists and we see her eyes flicker and become draconic. I knew it! I knew it! Season three. I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! Markle doesn't know it. He's in love. I knew it. Good for him. Good for him, Good right? For him. There yeah. can only be one dragon here, you nasty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. That's my I'll girlfriend. Kill you. I'll fucking kill you. When none of your crew likes your girlfriend. <laughs> hey, Clive thinks she's great. All right. He doesn't even matter. Clive gets to kill her. He's going to have a fun time. He's a bro. He just he says, go ahead. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't not. I couldn't resist I it. I'm it. sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I had to. I had to. I can't not have a cliffhanger on a season. But you, but you just, one. you it's just, spicy. but I just, but spicy. What can't, what? can't Tarkle just have nice things? Like he, got he does some, have nice things. He first, he, he looks cool. And then you make him dance yet. like a fool. Now he's got a girlfriend, but she's evil. I mean, what, whoa, whoa. Who's saying the E word? My, my, <laughs> my sister and my friend are saying she's evil. Well, that's You take that Straight up with evil. them. You don't bring that on me. I've given you wonderful things. I mean, he I've given you lovely things. hardcore going <laughs> as the green mist swirls around him. But who said evil? Who Poison. Said evil? That's always good. <laughs> well, okay. If, she's, if she does end up being a baddie, can you give her Voldemort's laugh in the last movie? Where he goes like... <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> That's what I want her laugh to be if she's evil. The boy who lived. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's it. Thank you very much for joining us for season three. Uh, thank you for playing through. Thank you, you guys, for playing through my Candlekeep Mysteries adventure. Well written, me sir. Run that. Oh, well written. It was um, very. It was very good. It just kept getting better. Like it yeah. started out, you know, like spa casual, and then it was just like, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting into this, getting into this, and killed a witch. There's lots mm -hmm. of, and you know, it's meant to be one of those the things where lots of different things can happen. Like, you know, uh, I've definitely changed it. Like, the book is there. Don't feel you have to run it exactly as the adventure says. I actually changed a few things. Uh, I leveled some of the enemies up. I actually didn't reveal as much information as the book says you can. I had, like, certain characters, like, not reveal certain things just so it kind of kept the mystery a bit longer. Um, little things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that if you check out the book, uh, if you want a lovely uh, spa episode for your D&D campaign, send them to the Temple of the Restful Lily. It's, it's a wonderful place with wonderful people. Um, and Nothing you can have some fun wrong. times. Nothing can go wrong. Um, but thank you guys. Thank you for playing for it. Thank you for watching. Uh, let's do some last shout outs for the season. Uh, and then we'll see you later. Who wants to start? You start. I'll, you start. Yeah. Me? Yeah. I'll start. Oh. You start? You start. No, Mark start. Mark, Mark start. It, right. it almost okay. rhymes. Mark All start. Right. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, you can check me out uh, on Sherlock underscore Humes pretty much everywhere on the internet, uh, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, all that stuff. But the main thing is please go check out High Rollers D&D. That's my other big D&D show. It's a UK-based live stream show. Uh, we stream every Sunday at 5 p.m. UK time. That's 9 a.m. Pacific. What better way to start your Sunday morning than a bunch of British people playing D&D? &D. Very epic high-level campaign at the moment. Come and check that out. Um, 
You can also obviously see me here on it. Uh, I also recently just did a DM panel on the Wizards uh, YouTube, cha- uh, YouTube page um, with uh, Satine Phoenix, uh, Griffin McElroy, and, uh, and uh, oh God, I can never, I, is it, is it Brent, Brent? This is where I'm, I'm failing at names and I don't want to get it wrong because I'm a dummy. Brandy Camel. That's what I was trying to remember the exact name. I was, I it was like, I had it in my head as like Dandy Brammel or like Brandy Camel. <laughs> I want to get this right. So with, uh, with uh, DM's community, uh, D&D's community lead, Brandy Camel, me, Satin Phoenix, Griffin McElroy. It's a really, really good chat. If you want to kind of get advice about DMing, I actually really recommend it. We talk about some really cool stuff. That's it from me. Hi, Rollers D&D. Check it out. Thanks, fam. I tag Mika. Oh, gosh. Hi, I'm Mika Burton. You can find me pretty much everywhere on the internet at Mika Burton. But if you want to see me horseback riding, you can go to Instagram at Mika Strides. Or you can see my dog, who is very cute, on Instagram at Rini's Wild Shape. Also, uh, stuff to go check out. Uh, we released our summer 2021 episode of Critter Hug. Um, so please go check out this most recent episode of Critter Hug on the Critical Role YouTube channel or any of the previous ones. It is just good vibes. It's Matt and I being chaotic. I bring up Dunkachino, so you know it's going to be a good time or a bad time. Last time I mentioned Human Centipede. What? Who knows what? what's going to happen next season? Bad time. That I'm such a bad time. Anyway, I tag Shady. Hi, guys. I'm Shady Penguin. I want to shout out to the viewers for watching with your eyes. I want to shout out to the listeners for listening with your ears. I want to shout out to Mark for DMing a great season that really got me going, especially towards the end. Uh, thank you, Wizards, for, for letting us do this. It really means a lot. We'll see you guys in Season 4. I have literally nothing else to say to you. Go away. Actually, wait, there's other people shouting. Don't go away yet. Uh, I tag Anna. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Uh, uh, I am at Anna Prosser everywhere. You can find my cute dog at Happy Nizki on Instagram and on Twitter. You can find about more about me at AnnaProsser.com. And if you're looking for a host or a producer, hit me up there. Uh, also, if you like to show off your TTRPG fantasy-inspired style, don't forget to check out cantripbrand.com. Nate is wearing our Everyday Magic Olive Long Sleeve Tee, looking great. Uh, and there are only a few of our limited edition Polyhedral Spell Circle Bombers with rose gold hardware and embroidered detail available on that site. Only a few left. Um, super dope. Super yeah. dope. And... Uh, I want to echo the thanks all of you who continue to watch this show and show that you like it and comment on it on social media and things. That's why we get to keep doing it. So please keep it up. We appreciate it very much. Thanks to Mark for writing that adventure and letting us play it. And I I feel so like we just got a a drop of wisdom. The mirror can only answer questions that you ask it. Like, I feel like that's a really important thing that we all need to remember. Anyway. (laughs) No, that's so true. Isn't it? Like, look, you can, you can look in the mirror all day, but unless you're asking the right questions, you'll never know how you need to change. It's true. It's true. I'm Uncle Iroh wise. That's how wise I am. Hi. Uh, first, the same thing everyone else said. Uh, thanks, everyone, for watching. Thank you, Mark, for a fantastic season. Uh, as for me, I'm going on tour starting tour. really, really soon. NateWantsToBattle.com slash tour. Seattle and New York are sold out. A few other shows are getting close to that. So come watch some IRL content. Watch it be made in person. And uh, that's that's it for me. I'm going to watch it. I can't wait to watch it IRL. I wish I could watch it IRL. 
Just fly to America. I'll be there in spirit. I'll project my <laughs> spirit there and there look down upon everyone uh, with my great wisdom that I came up yeah. with uh, wise <laughs> sayings on the spot like that. Sure. Sage uh, Mark, take us out. Sage Mark, yeah, Sage <laughs> Mode. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. That's it from us. Uh, take care. Big love. Uh, keep playing D&D. Be awesome. Love each other. All that good stuff. We'll see you for season four. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>